presented by Baseline Times Media. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Shoot or Pass podcast presented by Baseline Times Media. I'm your host, Cheval. I'm back again with my only co-host of the 2018 season, Mr. DeMario. How are you doing today, DeMario? Yo, yo, what up, bro? I'm actually, uh, I'm really excited. My boy, LeBron Ramon James, became the youngest, the youngest player to achieve 30,000 points so shout out to the king uh that's some good news for him everything else has been extremely bad but yeah shout out to the king i'm proud of you been a fan of you since 02 i hope you destroy every single record and get more titles but i don't think the title thing is going to happen anytime soon <laughs> it's ugly D- Demar, you- it's ugly it's ugly bro it's ugly listen Demar, you-, you hear that is it a panic is it a panic it hurts alarm? bro it- it hurts me. This is Isaiah Thomas is so bad. Put it this way. Isaiah Thomas is so bad on the defensive end that you actually praise Kyrie's defense. Like Kyrie is like prime Gary Payton, prime Ben Wallace, prime Dwight Howard, prime Michael Kobe compared to Isaiah. This thing is that remember last year, how I used to go in on him, how bad of a defensive player he was, but I really didn't watch Celtic games. I would just watch right. clips and this and that. You know, I fuck with Cleveland. I fuck with King. I fuck with LeBron. Okay, cool. I watched the first game. What's funny, his first game back was actually his best defensive game, which is really weird. But he's just a liability. Like, he just can't defend. Like, it's a – he's – you know when you go to the YMCA and you have, like, that one random-ass guy who's, like, playing there, you have to pick him up because he's been waiting forever. Yeah. And whoever, yeah. and whoever he's guarding scores, like, 60 points. That's Isaiah. The only good thing about – well, the bad thing about the Isaiah situation is that whoever he's guarding can either score on him or just have a really crazy pick and roll with somebody else, and their help side defense is bad. Not to mention Dwayne Wade's lost a step. Kevin Love's lost a step. Tristan Thompson's lost a step. Hell, even LeBron's lost a step. You know, it's just, oh, man, it's ugly. It's really, really ugly. Well, I mean, you know, starting up the show on the topic of Cavaliers, definitely the hot item of the sports media world uh, this these past couple of days. And it all stems from what we can call an ass-whooping from OKC. I mean, OKC's trio came in to Cleveland on Saturday, primetime game, and dominated the Cavaliers. Uh, and Kevin Love didn't stay throughout the entire time. Apparently, he needed to take extra time away from the game. So a 148-124 what we can call an ass whooping for the Cavaliers. And, and at that point they were losing what four straight games. Yeah. Um, ugly. Very ugly. Paul George finished with 36 points, seven rebounds, Carmelo, 29 points, 10 rebounds, three assists. Mr. Former MVP, I guess we can call him at the end of the season will be, or the current MVP. Let's just give him his credit. 23 points, 20 assists and nine rebounds on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Kind of funny that we kind of read off Russell Westbrook's stat line. We we just opened the show up about Isaiah Thomas's uh, defense. Um, yeah. I mean, and then Steve Adams, man. Shout out to Steve Adams, by the way. 25 He's points, 10 rebounds balling. in that victory. I mean, and OKC's bench, I mean, I feel like they did the essentials uh, to get W, but I mean, nobody I love really, that Ferguson kid. That Ferguson kid. Ferguson he, is awesome. Terrence Ferguson Yeah, I like awesome. him. I remember, the, I remember the game, I believe it was against the Lakers. That's when he had his coming out party when Roberson was out and he Right. And he was like, like he just went off for like 25 points. Like, you know, I like him a lot. Um, 
this Cavs team right now, I mean, when you look at January right now, they've won three games and they lost one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, they're just they're just a bad team. They just they have slow rotations. I mean, like they're always like a minute or two behind everything. It seems like it's just their defense is just not clicking. Oklahoma City, they ran them out of the gym. Ran them out of the gym. You know a team's defense is bad. Carmelo has been shooting pretty bad his last six games or so. He went off. Paul George has been wishy-washy. He went off. Everybody goes off against this Cavs team. You know, is it, I mean, it just seems like that every night somebody's having, you know, a career high or something. I mean, they lost to Minnesota, 127 to 99. They lost to Toronto, 133 to 99. They lost to Golden State, 118 to 108. Then you lose to Oklahoma City Thunder, 148, 148 points. It, it, like, is that the most points scored in the season? It, like, you know, like, uh, like this season it has to be. I, I believe so. It, it's it's kind of yeah. funny. It's kind of like some reverse psychology, you know, like, okay, we're playing against LeBron. He's kind of intimidating, but oh, wait, we got to step our game up. And, and these other teams are bringing the fire. So it's like that reverse, reverse psychology that, that's working on them uh, for the Cavaliers. I, I mean, I don't know what it is. Sometimes we, we say that, right? But. No, I agree. The defense is definitely something they have to work on. 148 points. I mean, God. That's bad, bro. Here's the deal. I was talking to Am and Nate last night. Shout out to them. And I said something funny. I said, yo, knowing the Cavs and knowing how they always – I was like, watch, the Cavs are going to do something stupid. They're going to get, like, DeAndre Jordan and Paul George for, like, Kyle Korver, that draft pick, and Iman Shumper. Like, they're going to do something. They're going to do – watch, like – I guarantee in two weeks, well, actually, I don't want to even say guarantee because I thought this team was going to be good. Like two weeks ago when I was on the podcast, I was praising them. And now I'm like, you know, I don't know. What sucks is just this team just isn't built like for uh, LeBron's loyalty to Tristan, to Shumpert, and to J.R. Smith after they won the title is actually what's fucking this team because all three players are useless. Like Tristan Thompson is probably the most useless big in the league. J.R. Smith hasn't hit a jumper all season. Iman Shumpert has been MIA since the finals win. And these players are getting big money, like big, big dollars. And, you know, you have Jeff Green, who's balling. Uh, You know, you have Dwayne Wade, who aged terribly. Like, he just, he's a, 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 I mean, and obviously, I mean, you know, it happened. Father time. And, And it's just bad. You know, it's really bad to see my boy Braun. You know, I'm a big, big Braun supporter. And even him, you know, he just hasn't been playing good. Uh, I mean, on paper, yeah, okay, he's LeBron. He does everything. But even, like, his help side defense, there's been a lot of, like, lazy plays. It just feels like that everybody's giving up right now. It's bad. It's really bad. And I don't know what it is, man. It, you know, it's always the January blues, that you know, as, as I call it, and it, with this team. And, you know, it's always something at this point in the season um, that it happens. And, you know, we remember David Blatt was fired. Um, sometime in January, if I'm if I remember correctly and not mistaken Correct. by that, you know what I'm saying. So there's it's so much has happened with this team, and yet we still had a trilogy in the NBA. Uh, with the Cavs still went through the East and won, uh, you know, that those games uh, in the playoffs beat the teams that were beating them up in the regular season. Um, and then you know you have LeBron James who trying to get to his eighth consecutive NBA Finals. Um, there's so much going on though. I mean, if we look down the list, all right, there's uh, Saturday's ass whooping. 
there is the comments from LeBron, you know, not really supporting so much of Ty Lue, but it's like, hey, I don't know what's going to happen. I, you know, I, me, I feel like it's an honest answer. If, if things are the way they are and the, the GM's doing their job, LeBron has no say. He's just going to come out and play ball games. <clears throat> right now, at this point, he's chilling. It's like, look, man, I'm chilling. Do what y'all got to do. But here's my input and sit back. I'm cool with LeBron saying that kind of stuff. I don't Correct. feel like he has to sit there and, and support Ty Lue. Hey, if you don't know, you don't know, man. That's a rather yeah. an honest answer than, hey, well, look. Well, Ty Lue, this is, I, I mean, Ty in my Lue opinion, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it was a, I don't know, man. Like, I get flustered talking about this team. Like, in a, in a really weird way, this team is, um, like, I saw some stats. Like, Kevin Love without Isaiah Thomas is like, 19 10 shooting 50 percent kevin love with isaiah thomas is like 13 6 and shooting 30 percent they need to make kevin love the number two option period they play much better when the offense runs through kevin love get him started earlier get him the confidence it sucks because kevin love was just balling he was the guy who i picked to start the all-star team what was it two weeks ago and now today they're using him as a scapegoat and it just you know it sucks because kevin love is that Kevin loves that guy to where, you know, like when all your boys are clowning and like talking mess, you have that one friend who really can't defend himself for whatever reason. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, he's like that one friend where if like, you know, if all your boys like, damn, Chevy, man, you need a haircut, man, dog, man, you got them busted ass shoes. And you look over at Tyrone and you like, look at Tyrone and Tyrone's just looking. (laughs) That's Kevin Love. Kevin Love is Tyrone. You know, Kevin Love is that guy to where when everything's going right and he's going 20 and 10. You really don't praise him when he's playing pretty good defense. You really don't praise him. But the minute something goes wrong, it's like, oh, it's all on Kevin Love. And I don't think that's right. You know, and, and like, and, you know, LeBron as the leader, I feel like he should come out and he's been vocal, but I feel like he should come out and be like, hey, look, it's not on Kevin Love. It's 100% on me. You know, which he's done before. Absolutely. I honestly, absolutely. I honestly think at the trade break, it's going to be like, I, I can honestly see Kevin Love moving. I can see Shumpert moving. I could see that draft pick moving. I could see DeAndre Jordan, Paul George, uh, DeMar. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I just feel like I feel like the Cavs right now, they're literally playing for LeBron to stay. I personally don't think he stays if they won a title, if they lose it. I mean, I think he's, you know, I mean, I think he's out of here. But right now they're at the point where they're like, okay, cool, we'll let LeBron go. But, you know, we're going to hopefully let him go and we, you know, ride off into the sunset and we have that title. And he's like, all right, guys, peace. I'm going out to San Antonio to join Super Forces with Kawhi and Chris Paul. <laughs> I don't know, like something, but it, 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 I it, think it's ugly. On, on topic of Kevin Lebo, and you're right. I, I think it's so bad he's a scapegoat. And he's shooting career high, 40% from the three-point line, uh, shooting 50% um, overall. Uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, shooting 50% there. Uh, from you know within the the, the two point line there and, and uh, well, basically shooting well, scoring you know by his career a little you know his career average. He's playing great. He's playing good halfway through the season. I, I don't think there's a question. You know he that he's looking a little weaker. If there was something where we could look and say, look, Kevin Love is the problem, or Kevin Love is just not performing. I kind of understand the scapegoat issue, but I just don't right. understand the scapegoat issue right now. Because um, it's easy. It's easy. Kevin Love is he's Kevin Love's the outside. Remember that one video of all the all the black kids dabbing and the white kid dabbing last year? That's Kevin Love. You know, you know, as much as they try to include him on things, that's just how it is. You know how it is. Like you, 
I mean, like, you know, like, I mean, with you, I already know, like, you know, you've been like the honorary black person in like your whole crew, like forever. So you don't know what it's like to, I mean, you probably, I mean, that's just how it is. Like for me, I have, you know, white friends who've literally been like the honorary N-word since like 1999. So they don't feel that way. Kevin Love wasn't that way. He grew up in Lake Oswego, you know, he went to UCLA, he played in Minnesota, and then all of a sudden you come to Cleveland and you got LeBron, you have J.R. Smith, anything is possible. You got Amon Shumper. You have like real niggas. Like this is like a real black team, like real black. It's not like a bunch of, you know, like a bunch of Duke players, a bunch of like, you know, Jason Williams, Shane Batty. He's like, no, these are niggas. And you can just tell he doesn't mesh. And even when they try to like do like the little handshakes and stuff, you can just tell it's like, we're just including this guy because we don't want ESPN to be like, how come Kevin isn't included in the handshakes? So he's the easy guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's the easy guy. You know, he's the scapegoat. He's the Alex Rodriguez of this team. Like I was talking last night and I was like, when the Yankees won and it was because of A-Rod, Jeter got the praise. When the Yankees lost and it was because everybody's sucking, including A-Rod, A-Rod, you know, got dissed. It's not right that Kevin Love is, you know, the scapegoat because he's having a great, great, great season. Dude, like, has been balling hard until Isaiah Thomas came back. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, shooting 46%, 18 points a game, nine rebounds um, a game, and he's a scapegoat. He is the scapegoat of this team. So I, I definitely agree. You know, we, I can't I can't blame Kevin Love 100% here. Um, and it's just the dy- dynamics of Isaiah Thomas coming back too, man. I, you know, that, that was the biggest question. And everyone's like, well, I just give him some time. He's got to get his legs under him. You know, it's been a nah. while. Uh, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Kyrie was like right in a sense. In a very weird, like weird way, Kyrie kind of predicted all of this. Like it's just crazy how this team just looks so much more. Like J.R. Smith looks, looks, everybody looks old and outdated. Everybody just looks like, ah, oh. You know when you you know when you try to be healthy and you go and buy like lettuce and tomatoes and all that kind of stuff, and then like two weeks later you remember it and you go to your refrigerator and it's like you're like oh my god this shit looks up. That's what the calves are right now. The calves are like that <laughs> two three week old lettuce that you left in there you completely forgot and you're like man I remember when I thought I wanted to be healthy when January first came. That's what the calves team is. The calves has a bunch of like Dwayne Wade is just so bad this year. It, it actually it's kind of sad to watch. Dwayne Wade is like one of my favorite all-time players. And to see this guy just become like a shell of himself. He's just, I mean, he's getting beat on defense. He can't shoot. Like it's it's crazy to, to watch a shooting guard. Cause usually shooting guards, they age pretty well. And they can like you always have that jumper. Dwayne Wade has no jumper. Like it's bad. It's really bad. And you know it's a little, you know it's a little heartbreaking. Like a piece of my childhood is just ripped apart. Moving forward with the Cavaliers topics here, uh, we have Ty Lue basically saying that uh, that meeting that happened on Monday better result, you know, in, in or hopefully will result in better play um, on the court, or else it'll amount to meaning meaningless talk. So. Kind of agree with Ty Lue there, absolutely. Um, LeBron James, now the youngest player to reach 30,000 points. Shout out to him. That's the positive note that we started off with this Cavaliers talk. Um, yeah, just moving on down. I mean, DeMar, is, with Kevin Love, I absolutely don't think he should be a scapegoat. Defensively, the Cavaliers have to get better. I don't know, man. Trading Kevin Love, I mean, I, I just... <sighs> I can't. I think that that will disrupt a lot 
uh, from depending on where it, you what kind of deal and you package him for, right? Um, on top of that, the other happening around the Cavaliers, uh, there's sources saying they are looking to acquire George Hill from the Kings, um, in return for Shumpert and Channing Fry. So, negotiating a deal to kind of get George Hill in Cleveland. So much going on with them. Um, yeah. you know, last year I mean, it was getting a playmaker sometime. Yeah, Darren Williams that yeah that didn't that didn't really pan out. I mean, it's it's like slim pickings. At the end of the day, the Warriors are gonna win the title. I mean, that's just you know it is what it is. I can maybe maybe see Houston like maybe like if I had like I give Houston like a two. Per- Houston would have to play perfect. Like, and when I say perfect, I mean, Clint Capella has to, I mean, they have to play perfect to beat Golden State in the seventh seed. I like, you know, like, you know, a seven game series. Um, so I really don't think anything that Cleveland does, to be honest, I hope they lose in the first round. I don't want to see LeBron take another finals L. That's just me personally. <laughs> I can't go through another summer like that. Well, you get these, more excuses for not getting to the finals. Yeah. You know, of all these, you know, all these Kobe fans who like, speaking of Kobe, it's shout out to Kobe, uh, you know, that Oscar nomination incredible 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 uh you know really proud of that guy shout out to the mamba but yeah i mean it, it just for me if i'm lebron i'm like fuck it let's lose first round to the bucks and let me not add another l to this list because at this point that's all people you know like when you talk about lebron like you know better stats than mj better stats than kobe better like more accomplishment all that kind of stuff they bring up like the finals the finals final. i feel like losing another finals would just be like ah oh, man i mean it would hurt me more than and like i said I, it, you know it, it, like I said, it's probably better to lose in the finals than to even get close to winning the championship, apparently, in a lot of people's world. So, yeah, yeah it's it's weird. <laughs> it's a really weird time. All right, cool. All right, so moving on here to the Western Conference. The other primetime game that happened Saturday was the Golden State Warriors visiting the Houston Rockets. And the Houston Rockets did go ahead and run away with the victory. Um, both teams were healthy, James Harden played. Chris Paul played. Uh, I think the only injury for the Warriors was Andre Iguodala, um, but their four All Stars did play. Uh, it was a one twenty four one fourteen loss for the Warriors. Um, after that, I and I'm, I like this uh, little Western Conference. Uh, I guess we could call it a little um, just a little rivalry here. I like, I like it. it. I, I like it. It's 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 cool. Um, it's good for for the game. Clint Capella proclaimed the Rockets were a better team than the Warriors. And then Kevin Durant followed up and said, uh, you know, they should feel confident, but, uh, you know, we're confident too. Uh, and, he, you know, they feel as they're, they're the best team in the league. Um, they can be anybody as well. Um, but what he did address was Capella's role. He said, quote, oh. you hear from guys like Capella, usually he's catching the ball, laying it up from Chris Paul or James Harden. His job is not as hard. When your job is that hard, you know you can't just come out. And you say went shit to like a that. 73 win team. You don't have I feel like Durant is the is the most clueless player in sports. Like some of the things that he says, I'm like, bro, you left the team to go play for the team that you were up 3-1 against in a series that you choked. You went to a 73 win team and won a championship cool you lost your virginity to superhead congratulations like congratulations you went to the the greatest team of all time i mean come on dude you have four top 20 players 
You got the best bench, one of the best benches ever. You, I mean, come on. For him to – Kevin Durant, that's the reason why people don't like him. That's the reason why, you know, like, you know, for years, like, remember for years, like, even for you, like, you know, being like a big KD guy, for years he would say, like, well, Greg Oden was number one and I was number two, LeBron number he's, – he's always consistently complaining. And I always tell people, could you imagine if LeBron complained like Kevin Durant? Like, it would be crazy. It seems like every couple of weeks, Kevin Durant saying, for him to say, like, Capella, like, dude, you went to a 73-win team. Like, 73 wins, bro. Like, what the hell? Like, what are you talking about? He could have easily just brushed that off and been like, yeah, 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 whatever, on to the next. But instead, you say something like that. Even, like, Twitter, I'm on Twitter, and even KD fans are like, dude, shut up. That made no sense. It just... It makes no sense. And I like KD. I think KD, shit, in my opinion, KD's like a top two or three for defensive player of the year. KD's been balling this year. But then he goes and says something stupid like that, and you're just left like, what are you talking about, Kevin? Like, what are you talking about? That's stupid. Absolutely. And you kind of know where I stand with Durant Yo, as well. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, absolutely. Yeah. I, but I agree. I mean, you, you got to give credit where it's due. I think that, you know, he came out last final, NBA Finals last summer, and he said, look, I, I'm going to show you guys why I'm, you know, considerably up there with LeBron and he balled out. He had, he was the MVP, the true finals MVP, no hands down, no doubt that game three shot. I mean, that's gotta be one of the best shots in, in the history of finals. Yes. So ball, ball. it's not just over anybody. It's over LeBron James. Yeah, so I mean, exactly. it's like, and you know what that shot, I like what KD said. I like when he's like, that shot might've not put me over LeBron, but it put me in that conversation. He didn't will. In my opinion, I mean, if I'm looking at the, hold up, let me look up the list right now. Hold up. Uh, I mean, if I'm looking up, like, greatest small forwards of all time, you know, you got Braun, you know, you have Larry Bird, and I'm a firm believer that you got to put Kevin Durant, like, right there. Like, I mean, Kevin Durant's better than Julius. Like, that's for sure. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest, with another, uh, I, I could argue Bird. I won't right now. But, I mean, it depends on if, KD can get some all defensive teams right now for sure. He's in that conversation. Kevin Durant is a is a top three small forward of all time, and in my opinion, he's a top fifteen player of all time, top fifteen to twenty. You know, he, he I mean he I mean his resume is impeccable. He has the MVPs, he has the scoring titles. You know, he's done it right. You know, he's a you know Kevin Durant balls. Kevin Durant balls hard. You know, he's in that conversation. That's but but like what's crazy is that he'll say things like that. Like, what are you talking about, bro? Like. Kevin Durant is that guy, uh, you know, he's that guy at somebody's mother's funeral. Like, you know, somebody's mother passes away. Like, Aunt Deb passes away, right? And Kevin Durant's that guy who's talking about, like, he's mad because somebody spilt the coffee at work. You know, he's one of those, like, niggas, we're at somebody's funeral right now, my guy. <laughs> like, we're at somebody's mother passed away, and you're pissed off because somebody spilled your coffee Tuesday morning at work. You know, Kevin Durant's that guy. He's that guy who really doesn't realize he's just kind of, you know, saying things like, Kevin, what are you talking about, bro? Like, like you know, like he's that guy you have to pull right. to the side. Like, bro, what are you talking about? Why would you say that right now? You know, he's that guy. You know, he's that all lives matter guy. That's Kevin Durant. <laughs> absolutely. You know, he's absolutely. That, you know, he's that, oh, all lives matter. You're like, bro, calm down. So, yeah, I mean, that's that. <laughs> but nonetheless, a great rivalry. Um, exci- I'm excited for that. I, You know, I think at some point that's got to be the Western Conference Finals we, we were looking at. Um, from that primetime game, uh, unless OKC kind of shows us a little bit at the end there of the season. Uh, but I definitely think those two teams are going to battle it out 
when it's all said and done. And you know what? Here's here's what I actually want to say on this show and reinforce what I said in the offseason. I still think the Rockets are a 60-win team. And uh, also, uh, they, they had the potential to be great. And there was a question of who's, you know, uh, of how many, you know, shots so-and-so is going to get Harden versus CP3. The buzz is not enough balls to go around, pause, you know, mm-hmm. it, all that. So I still think they're a 60-win team. Shout out to the Rockets. Uh, you know, they're a little bit under um, for the number one spot here about uh, a couple games back for the number one spot, about three games back um, at 33-12 and 12 as of today. And the Warriors 37 and 10. So, I mean, they're right up there. I mean, it's a back and forth thing. I think they still can take about 60, no more than that. And, and it's working well. I, I I think there's a lot of questioning around him, but I, I believe in, in CP3. Believe in Harden. Um, it looks like Harden's just going to get the ball at the end of the game. Yeah. But, you know, and I, I guess it d- depends on matchups as well. I've seen Chris take some shots. I mean, I, I just give them some time too as well. But here's the thing is they're, they're working out well and the system's great. Shout out to Eric Gordon, man. I love Eric Gordon. What Eric he's Gordon's been able to ball. do based on his ball. based on his career, man. Like just looking at his injuries, what he's kind of went through as in his career. I mean, he's that de- came back a long that way. De- that D'Antoni system is such a beautiful thing to watch. I'm like obsessed with it. Like I'm like obsessed. His system, it's so... The, the thing I like about D'Antoni's system is, like, no matter what happens, like, you could turn the ball over six straight times, and he's like, go for that seventh. Like, let's – you know, he gives you – he gives you, like – nothing's greater than when you have a coach that believes in you. Like, for me, to see Chris Paul, who really wasn't a three-point shooter in his career before this season, now you see him hitting, like, 40%. Because right. he's a you – know, you know, like, Chris Paul, like I always tell people, Chris Paul, in my opinion, is the second-best leader behind LeBron. I diss him come playoff time because he does – Kind of, but as far as like pure leadership, like how he can just man a team and how he just, I mean, that, I mean, he's a really, really good leader and he's taking those young guys like Clint Capella is balling. Just that's a fun team right now. I think that's the only team that could, that could almost beat Golden State. That could almost beat Golden State. Almost. And I think that they do have the mindset. Um, they do have that mentality that they believe that they can beat that team. Uh, you know, Chris Paul's had to go through Golden State the last few years. Think about this. You know, you had you had the Clippers defeated. Uh, James Harden's had to try to do it by himself. You, if you remember the year that um, <clears throat> the Warriors won the first title, you know, he's had to go through and try to um, beat the Warriors with their three All-Stars. So the, both those guys were like, you know what? Look, Chris, Chris is looking at James. James is looking at Chris. And look, here we are together now. Let, let's do this damn thing. And let, let's, let's go ahead and beat the Warriors. And they've got the great compliment. Uh, complimentary pieces. I mean, I love Clint Capella. Um, his grind is also his defense. And, you know, it is what it is. He's there to catch the ball. But guess what? Buckets, man. Katie, come on now. <laughs> Going back to Katie's comments. Uh, Steph Curry, the defense is going to overplay on him. You're wide open. What are you doing, yeah. Kevin? Right? You're wide open because you, of what the dynamics the, around you. Sir. You have you have statistically the two greatest shooters to ever play basketball on your team. Oh, and you got Kevin Durant, who's probably one of the greatest scorers ever. Like, it's just... The irony it's a of the statement. Game. Yep. You know, I mean, it's a cheat code. And for him to say that, I'm like, come the on. The irony, Kevin. the irony of that Stop. statement. Stop, Kevin. Stop. All right. We have the firing of Jason Kidd on Monday. The Milwaukee Bucks went ahead and decided to go in a different direction. Firing Jason Kidd. Um, as ESPN's Ramona Shelburne Shelburne reports, um, 
in an interview with Kid is that uh, Ante de Kumpo actually did reach out. He had word of it beforehand, and um, you know, he says Ante de Kumpo replied, "You know, what can I do? I'll call the owners. I'll call my agent." And Kid replied, "There's nothing you can do. All you can do is tell the truth, and that's it." Um, and apparently, it's a little bit of a a messy situation. Apparently, everybody else knew except for Kid at the time, and yeah, that was sucky. Uh. I think Bill Simmons or I don't know who somebody reported it and put it all over Twitter and kid didn't even that's that's what I always tell people, man. When people get mad at LeBron for leaving or trying to leave, you don't understand these owners don't care about you. They don't care about anything but those profit margins. And situations like this, one hundred percent you prove it. One hundred percent. They don't care about kid. They don't care about his well being. For them to leak it. To the press, that's just that's shady, man. That's really, really shit. That's just a, you know, it's like a slap in the face. It's like the players who, uh, like you know, like Troy Polamalu, were like you know, the Steelers were like, well, we're just gonna let you go, and then he's forced to retire. It's like, man, after all I've done, after all these championships, Defensive Player of the Year, like just putting my life on the line, I'm gonna have CTE. I'm probably gonna kill my family one day. Like, long, like all this crazy stuff, and they don't care, and it just sucks because. Kids, a lot. Could you imagine finding out that you're fired on just randomly, like going on Twitter? Uh, that would be shitty. Uh, you know, I can't. <laughs> and I think uh, it's, it, I think it was a little messy of a situation. Uh, but Demar, do you agree? Do you agree with the firing? It was stupid. Why? Okay, look, this team is super young. They're finally all put it together. They just got Bledsoe. Jabari Parker's on his way back. Like, when you really look at this team, it's really just the freak. You have the freak and you have Middleton. And then you got Bledsoe who was in there. Uh, Malcolm really isn't a shooting guard, but he's a shooting guard. Your center's John Henson. You know, this isn't, this is a team that's, they're a few years out. But then, like, why fire Jason Kidd? Who's going to replace him? And you pissed off your the best player since Kareem on the Bucks, you piss him <laughs> off, a.k.a. when he's up for free agency, he's definitely not re-signing now. I, it, it's just, I agree. It's I, just, I'm trying to figure out. Like, like, It makes no sense. The only thing is like that I can think of, and you know, hopefully it's not as if like Jason Kidd started drinking again or he started like kind of right. going off the wagon because you know, he's had like you know, past issues, and LaMarcus is just dogging the shit out of Kevin Love right now, by the way, just running train on him. <laughs> and yeah, that's the only thing I can think is that if he started hitting that bottle again, or I don't know, he started wilding out some crazy. That's I the only mean, thing yeah, I can think. then you but, can understand some of that, but at the same but time, I just, it's like consult with your you superstar. Can, how, yeah, how don't you consult with the Greek freak, who's arguably like if I'm building a team right now in the NBA, I think that's the guy I go with. You know, like you don't you don't consult with this guy. Oh, okay. And then it's funny when the Greek freak leaves, and when the Greek freak is like. Well, I left because of A, B, C, and D. Fans will be like, he ain't loyal. Oh, my, 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 my. Like, fans are, fans are so stupid. Like, fans, like, literally piss me off sometimes. They don't realize these owners don't care about you. Like, you know, these NBA teams, this is high, this is high price slavery. It, you, like, when you, really, when you really, really think about it, this is no different than the Gladiator shit. No different than the Gladiator stuff. Not at all. There's absolutely not one thing different than it. Oh, they get paid. Okay, yeah. I, I don't is, know. I, I don't like it. But this is what it is, and I it just sucks. I don't like the firing. Yeah, you know, I just it, it, like it really made me mad. I was like, "What? Why would you do that?" Especially you got Jabari Parker coming back. 
And then, okay, who are you going to hire? Are you going to have some assistant coach? And like, for me, this is a sign that this team is just kind of trying to tank for like the rest of the year in a sense. I mean, it just, it makes no sense. And you're right. They're, they're a few years out. They're in the playoffs. I mean, they're 20, they're 24 and 22. You're two games over 500. I mean, they're in the middle of the pack where they kind of should be, you know, for a young team. Just giving it some time. And then, you know, they, they actually, you know, uh, it, it was the Raptors and the Raptors showed up as expected in the playoffs, but they gave them some help for a little bit. Something to build on, some little taste of success, but I don't know. I don't like it. I don't. I don't agree with the firing. It's and especially not consulting with Giannis. Um, for him to come out, I mean, for those comments to come out publicly, uh, definitely interesting. And yeah, I mean, if I'm a, if I'm a Milwaukee fan, I'm a little disappointed. But yeah, I'm I pissed. definitely agree. I'm livid. I'm livid. I'm I'm like pissed off. All right, tomorrow the All Star reserves have been announced. We have uh Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, John Wall, Bradley Beal, Clay Thompson. Draymond Green, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Love, Al Horford, Jimmy Butler, LaMarcus Aldridge, Kyle Lowry, Damian Lillard, and the first time All Star Victor Oladipo representing yeah, shout Indiana. Out to shout out to Depot. Um, folks that work similarly, I guess you can say a little bit, tiny bit uh, snub, maybe. Um, Chris Paul, not so much. I kind of, you know, agree with this. Didn't really play, you know, half the games for um, the Houston Rockets in the beginning of the year. Uh, Paul George, eh, you know, I think the list, I, I agree with the list. I like it. I think that it's okay. The, you know, the West is, you know, tough and they had to go with some, you know, stipulations of selecting only a certain amount of players out the West. Paul George kind of got left out there. Um, maybe Andre Drummond. Um, I like the list. How about you? I, I'm just upset that Draymond Green made it. Like he's having a bad defensive year. He's just, I mean, I understand this new NBA thing where the best team gets in like the top three, four players. Remember the, the year Kyle Korver and the Hawks, but I feel like Lou will should be an all-star like 100%. Like in my opinion, he's like a top three to four shooting guard in the league right now. He's played better than, I mean, he's been dominating like January games. I think he's averaging damn near 30. That's the only person, as I can see, uh, Paul George. The reason why I don't – I mean, Paul George is balling. Russell Westbrook's balling harder. I don't think that two guys on that team, like their team isn't that good to have two guys on it. But I think Lou Will over Draymond Green. And, you, you like, you know, I love John Wall. I love John Wall more than anything. But John Wall should not be an all-star. You got to give that to Kimba. You got to give that to Simmons or Drummond. Uh, I personally think it should be Kimba. But – I just don't think that John Wall, and if I'm being real, the way Porzingis has kind of played and, you know, the last couple, I'm kind of like, uh, like, do I have Ben Simmons on the team? I don't know. Like, the East, you know, it is what it is. The good thing is that, you know, John, I mean, Ben Simmons is going to have, you know, years to be able to play, and, you know, it's nothing that's too bad, but, you know, I'm a big, big John Wall fan. He just hasn't balled this year. Like, you know, he's been hurt. He just hasn't been that John Wall player. And I just don't think that their team, their team isn't good enough to have two all-stars. They're like a little over 500. Bradley Bill's definitely been carrying them. But yeah, those are like my only like, you know, disagreements. I'm not like, it's not like highway robbery upset, but you know, those are disagreements that I have for the all-star game. Well, here's the thing. Um, I, I can see your point. I I, kind of see your point with that. Absolutely. 
But I think the format has something to do with it. Now, you know, some of the guys that we've never seen together, we're going to get to see together. Um, That's going to be dope. That's going to be really dope. LeBron, you know, definitely, he's saying he wants to make it a little bit more competitive and bring bring back the All-Star game, I guess you could say. So I think putting John Wall in the mix, putting guys like him, putting a guy like, um, you know, Chris Tass, you know, some of their perennial superstars. Uh, so we can see how they are with, with some of these guys. Um, I think, I think the format has something to do with that. Uh, Dame Lillard, you know, getting his all-star shot finally. Um, you know, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. So we got two Raptors there. Uh, I think I'm okay. I think the, the, the group of stars that we really want to see, uh, we're gonna get to see them, and, and the fun part is when the captains actually get the pick. And by the way, that picking uh, selection process, come on, man, can we get this thing to be live? Can it to be, you know, shown to the public? I have some beef with that. This needs to be, you know, in the public. Let's see. Forget the player egos, man. Like these are grown men. You get picked last. Someone's got to be picked last. At the end yeah, of the day, someone's gotta be at the end of the day, you're matter. a goddamn all star. Yeah, someone's gonna be picked last. It doesn't matter. Let that, you know, yeah, straight up. Like, that's stupid. These dudes make millions Ridiculous. of dollars. Ridiculous. Millions of dollars. You're an all star. You're gonna go to LA, get royalty treatment. Ridiculous. That needs to be live like the NHL. Absolutely. I, I agree. Uh, I think Kenny, um, Kenny or uh, EJ pointed that out on TNT. It needs to be like the NHL. Is I mean, and it is a whole camaraderie, you know, with the NHL players. They're like, yeah, you're on my team, dude. Like, you know, like, come on, man. Like, that's what the fans want to see. It's just another idea for a draw, by the way. Adam Silver, if you're listening, I don't know. Just try it. Forget the egos. But that is the um, all-star game there. So that is going to happen here in just a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, again, your all-star starters for you eat the East uh, is Giannis, DeMar, Joel Embiid, Kyrie, LeBron is the captain uh, from your West. Uh, you do have uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Steph Curry as the captain, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, and James Harden rounds out the starting five there. So I, I'm looking forward to uh, the selection here and who the captains pick behind the scenes and finally get announced in no particular order, but whatever. We'll see. Uh, you know, it's funny. I just saw... I love Twitter. The Warriors are the first team in NBA history to have, to have consecutive seasons with uh, four, all-stars. four all-stars. And it's yeah. the ninth time in NBA history. It's like you got the 07, I mean the 18-17 Warriors, that year with uh, the Atlanta Hawks, the year with the Big Four with the 2011 Boston Celtics, 2006 that year that the, uh, what's that, uh, a Detroit then the Kobe, Eddie Jones, Shaq, Nick Vanexo, Maurice Triggs, Julius, Moses, Andrew, Tony, Dave Cowan, John Havlicek, Paul Silas, Jojo White, RIP to him, but then Bob Cousy, Tom, Sam Jones, and Bill Russell. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, I love Twitter for all these crazy stocks. Well, props to the Warriors and elite company there, then. Yeah, like, you know, that's pretty dope. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Hey, what's going on, everybody? I want y'all to go ahead and check out the JKO Collection. It's not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. The JKO Collection features a men's collection, a woman's collection, and the newly added kids' collection. That's right, a kids' collection. Check out JKO at jkocollections.com. It's not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. 
jkocollections.com. Check them out. All right, DeMarcus, yeah. talk about your boy, DeMarcus Cousins. Woo! DeMarcus Woo. Cousins has really uh, done some things here lately, hasn't he? Um, Ball. You know Ball. what? I think that um, I, I like I like a little bit. I did catch a little bit at the end of the game there where they were playing the Bulls the other night. I had to go a second overtime. I like what I saw here, but um, he became the first player, DeMarcus Cousins, became the first player since Kareem um, to post a game with at least 40 points, 20 rebounds, and 10 assists. Joins Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, Oscar Robinson, and Kareem as the only players in history um, to go 40, 20, and 10 assists. That's crazy. That's like nuts. Like when you, like, Last night, well, like a few weeks ago, there was this like Joel MD, uh, DeMarcus Cousins debate, which I shut down immediately. Like, I, I mean, I love Joel. I think he's the most talented big that I've seen like a long time. But DeMarcus right now, like right now, he's putting up prime Kevin Garnett numbers, like prime KG. Right now, he's averaging 26, two steals, two blocks, five assists, 13 rebounds. 13 rebounds. In his last five games right now, he's averaging 25, right? Three steals, a block and a half, 6.4 assists, 16 rebounds. Six. Like, this dude has been balling. This is a guy who got this reputation of being this bad guy, this blah, 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 and he's turned around to become one of the best passers in the entire league as a center. As a center, like everybody talks about the Joker out in Denver, but we got this guy right here who is balling. He's and what sucks is that, uh, for instance, could you imagine if it would have been Demarcus running into um, the Clippers locker room? He probably would have been suspended for the rest of the year. You know, like the NBA is like real weird, like that. It's like some fouls I'll see, like I'll see, like you know, like Dwight Howard commit a foul, and they're like, oh, okay, cool, it's whatever. But that would have been Demarcus who committed that same foul he'd be suspended until, like, you know, to the next election. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just sucks. You know, like, give this guy some respect. This guy's balling hard. Yeah, he gets ejections. Yeah, he gets this and that. My only, my only, like, the only thing I don't like about DeMarcus is he's falling in love with that three. Like, he's he's really improved it. He's improved it. it. And I mean, what? yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's shooting right now. He's shooting 35%. But what I'm saying is, is that he has games, like, like the other night, Carl Anthony Towns against the Clippers went one for seven from three. And I was like listening to Shaq and Barkley, and they had some great points. They both were like, yo, when you shoot that off-balance, messed-up three, you're allowing the other team, they could set up their offense from that miss, and they're running and gunning. I don't want my seven-foot phenom shooting seven threes in a game. I don't. I just don't. For me, I'm old school. I don't give a fuck if you could shoot that motherfucker like Larry Bird. Get your ass in the post and bruise and hurt somebody. Like, DeMarcus, it's cool. Like, last night he went 5 for 11. The previous game, 2 out of 6. And he's 1 for 3. 1 out of 6, 0 for 5. But those are games where, like, for instance, the game against the Knicks, uh, he was 4 out of 16 shooting. No center should ever go 4 out of 16 shooting. Ever. And the reason why he did that is because he fell in love with the three ball. And you got to realize when you're shooting and when you're hot, you're hot, go for it. But when you're not, you got to know that. 
And this new era, they fall in love with it so much. I'm like, dude, go to that block and get dirty. Period. What's also interesting, uh, you know, on the flip side, you have Anthony Davis who can go off for similar numbers. Anthony Davis, um, you know, he has put up at least 45 points and 15 rebounds in consecutive games twice in his career. Um, so, yeah, I mean, pretty much when it comes to both of these guys, they're playing pretty well. I know we talked about their guard play. Eh, you know, I saw a lot of a lot of bricks uh, come down towards that in the end of that Bulls game and finally a few open shots. Um, but a lot of the weight's carried on Davis and uh, Cousins here. Um, they're currently sitting at sixth place in the Western Conference at 25 and 21. Uh, the more I, how far do you, with the play of these two do you see this team getting? I mean, at first this round point, exit, first round exit. They have no shooters, they have no shooters. Drew Holiday's a damn good guard, he plays solid defense, but you just it, it, like, in my opinion, with teams like this, I feel like if you don't want to get LeBron, you got to trade DeMarcus. If you don't want to get LeBron, you got to trade Paul George. Because at the end of the day, you're looking at an OKC team next year with Carmelo and Russell Westbrook. That's gonna be that's gonna be worse than Kobe Dwight because you're gonna have an even worse and an even aged Melo with prime Russell Westbrook. And Melo, in his eyes, he still thinks it's 05 Melo. He still thinks he's prime balling Melo. So, it, it, like you know, if I'm these teams who are like, you know, you're right there, you're a couple of games over 500. Like, is that first round exit really worth it? I'm the Pelicans. I'm 25 and 21. Unless you can make a trade for uh, a, and you didn't, like they don't have any pieces to trade. I don't know who they would trade hypothetically. Like unless you can make a trade, like that team is a first round exit right now. You got the Pelicans against the Timberwolves, and I got the Timberwolves in that in that series hands down. I just I don't know, and like that's like the new style of like how I think because teams like you think Demarcus is going to resign? Probably not. Probably not, because if he would have resigned, he would have done it now. You know, he would already. I'm always eerie when teams. It's like, okay, Chevy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like you know trade you my player, and I'm gonna get all these young players back, and my player hasn't even fully committed to you. I never will understand the logic in that. Never, ever, 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 ever. Well, kind ever. of kind of go back to the playoff thing, man. Uh, to be honest with you, if they're they're playing a matchup like Minnesota, I, I'm look. I know the Timberwolves are 31 and 18 third place in the Western Conference right now. Sometimes, sometimes I don't know. I, I got to see more from the, the Timberwolves, but I feel like a matchup with them, I, I, w- I wouldn't mind saying that it could be a seven-game series with the Pelicans. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No, like this. Here's the thing. When you can, I can write into the box score, 30 for Anthony Davis, 30 for DeMarcus. Uh, you know, you could write in 25 to 35 plus rebounds. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can write that in, but I'm saying I don't trust the other players. Like, I don't trust. I mean, I like Drew Holiday. I think Drew Holiday is like a damn good player, but I'm not trusting Etwan Moore, Jameer Nelson, Ian Clark, DeAndre Liggins, Dante Cunningham, Solomon Hill, or, you know, Omar Ashik. I'm not trusting Mike James, you know? So when you do have to have DeMarcus sit out for that two or three minutes and then you bring in Omar Sheik or then you take out Anthony Davis and you bring in Dante Cunningham. 
And then you have a lineup of Jameer Nelson, Ian Clark, Dante Cunningham, Omar Sheik, and Darius Miller. Like, those are guys who next week could be playing with me at LA Fitness. No disrespect to them, you know? Right, so right. that's what. And, like, the thing is, with, you know, with, like, other teams, you know, they have solid benches. Like, when you have, like, the Timberwolves bench, when you could bring in Jamal Crawford, you know? You could bring in, uh, like, the African kid from Louisville who actually, like, was a starter before. You could bring in Tyus Jones. You know, you could bring in these, like, like, you know, these players who are actually a little bit more proven and know their roles. I'm not, I'm not, could you imagine the game, Etwan Moore, like, oh, and don't get me wrong, there's games where he's hot and he has like six or seven three-pointers. And you're like, oh, that Etwan Moore guy can shoot. And then he goes cold for like two weeks. I think, I think that's going to be the greatest question mark though. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. I mean, I think it's come on the matchups. I think a team like the Timberwolves, they can maybe push their limits and see, um, you know, even it'll fluctuate you know, between Houston and San Antonio. Definitely, you know, they play a San Antonio team like San Antonio. You know, San Antonio playoffs have pop. That thing's not going no more than five, six games. Um, Correct. But, I mean, a lot a lot of kudos to Boogie, um, the way he's been playing, putting up some of those numbers there. And I agree, kind of get back into playing as a big man, you know. And um, I think they're a little bit better than I thought they would be this season, just kind of going back to – they are. New Orleans. They are. You know, I kind of mm-hmm. was. I had really low expectations. I felt there'd be more or less, you know, sub five hundred, kind of hanging out with, you know, the a flirting with the eight spot, nine spot. You know, I didn't feel like they had that potential to really stay up there in, in in the top eight. But uh, definitely a lot of kudos to them. And you know, Rondo hasn't really been playing consistently, or he's been injured part of the season too. So I, no lie, I completely forgot Rondo was on that team. Yeah. It's, <laughs> And I don't think he played the other night against the Bulls. Yeah, um, like I, I, and, and, yeah, and I'm not even saying that like trying to be shady. Like I completely forgot. A lot of people do. The- I, they do. It's not. It's not surprising. I just he's just father time and yeah, and and yeah, and like time. you know, I mean, and Rondo, and that's the thing is that they need that type of the thing that sucks with a lot of these teams is that the NBA is so point guard heavy to where every single night, every single night, it's a legendary point guard, like, you know, battle. And if you don't have one of those guys, it's going to suck. It's going to be hard. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's you know, it's like March Madness. It's March Madness. You know, March Madness, when you don't have guard play, like you're out in the first round. March Madness is all about the guards. That's where the NBA is kind of turned. Like, you know, that's why, you know, that's why the Rockets are so dominant because you have two generational point guard talents on the court at all times Absolutely. who can get anybody the ball. Absolutely. Actually, you know what's funny? Do you remember when James Harden switched over to point guard and people were like trolling? Like, oh, James is going to be point guard. Remember, remember in the group, remember I was like, yo, James is going to ball. I don't know why. I just, James is, in my opinion, he is right now, like offensively, like that 05 to 07 Kobe. Like he's that good offensively right now. Like he is, he's unguardable. Even the games where he sucks and he has like a pretty eh, shooting night, like, you know, your average Lonzo ball shooting night, he still like will get you. 28, 29, just for the fact that he's going to the free throw line. He's going to get you seven assists. He's going to get you a steal, a block. His defense has improved. That Houston team's good. They are. I, I got a lot of confidence in them. Um, that will wrap up our show, Demario. Another episode in the books here. Any shout outs? Yeah, man. You know, shout out to our new football coach, New York Giants. I'm not sure if everybody knows, but I'm a <laughs> big, big New York Giants fan, and uh, 
and it's been an extremely bad year for us. But we got Pat Schumer, aka Ray Schumer, aka Bobby Schmurder, or whatever they're calling him. I'm excited. I, I can't not be excited because our season was that bad to where you're like, you know, like, you know, it's like your mom feeding you shitty food your entire life, and then you finally get like McDonald's. You're like, hell, this this quarter pounder is actually pretty good. That's the way I feel right now. I'm like, you know what? Can he be as bad as McAdoo? I don't think so. McAdoo was terrible. He was awful. He was, you know, I don't know. But shout out to him. Shout out to the Giants, hopefully drafting Rosen and then doing some serious, serious work. It was a really depressing football season for me. If it wasn't for my fantasy championship, my fourth in five years, by the way, uh, I would have probably hung myself somewhere in my room because I was like super depressed every single Sunday watching my bum Giants. But yeah, shout out to him. Uh, I'm excited. Welcome. Let's uh, you know, let's get back to winning. Speaking of fantasy, shout out to Gabe. Happy birthday, Gabe, man! Shout out to Gabe. Happy birthday, my boy Illogy, aka Labe Lloyd, aka <laughs> Bob Fredo, Bob Fredo, the big bro, the big homie. Yo, it's crazy. Like He's knowing the grandpa all of us. Of the group. Yeah, it's crazy. No, here's what's wild is that like I'm the grandpa like too. Now it's crazy. Like I'm legit. I dude, I got gray hairs all in the beard. Like I'm out here. I'm in these streets. And it's so funny because I remember when we were, I remember when you were, a ch- like, literally, you were a child when I met you. Like, that's what's, cr- like, a legit, a baby. Like, uh, and, like, now I see you, I'm like, damn, like, we're legit all getting old. I'm old as even hell, like, dude. Even somebody, somebody like Chris Thompson, who I met when he was in, Chris Thompson used to be in high school, coming to Cali. Shout out to Chris. Me. I'm sneaking him into the club. He's, like, 15 <laughs> years old and stuff. His mom's blowing me up. <laughs> like, R.I.P. to Auntie Vicky. Yeah, she's blowing me up. Like, get my son back. I'm like, Chris, don't you have class? He's like, I ain't, I ain't going to class. I'm like, all right, bro. All right, bro. But yeah, shout out to the whole sports group. Happy birthday, Gabe. We love you. Happy birthday, Gabe. Yo, shout out to BBB. You know, we got to give him a big ball of brand a shout out. Yeah, they're doing it. Like, you know, I mean, they're, and here's the thing. LaMelo's 16. I keep seeing these, like, little fanboys and all these, like, oh, he's only playing against the B. He's 16 years old. He's a child. He don't even have hair on his nuts yet. Like, the kid is like a baby. Like, man, like. He dropped 43 uh, points in their last game. Five three-pointers in a row. Uh, Leandro had 37. And by the way, big pop of ball. Suited up, and he ran the bench. Yep. You know what's funny? Ball's gonna finesse him way. I mean, finesse his uh, finesse himself into like an NBA coaching job. Or, I mean, honestly, I don't think it's gonna happen just for the fact that he's like a liability because he's wild as shit. But it went, but I it, it literally, it literally wouldn't surprise me if you wake up one day and it's like the Lakers announced that balls are like something crazy. This dude is the finesse king, bro. The finesse king, Absolutely. like literally the finesse king. This dude is. Like, straight up just finesse, 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 like, no way. And, man, he's we literally watched this dude build empire. I, I got to respect it. I got to respect it. I don't agree with everything he says, but I, you, you got to respect that guy. You got to. Absolutely. All right, my friend. That wraps up another episode here at Baseline Time Shooter Pass Podcasts. Until next time, everyone. Peace!